Hi, I'm Neil McReynolds, the pastor of the City Church, and I just want to personally thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. We meet every Sunday at 9 and 10.30 a.m. and Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m., and we'd love it if you came and joined us. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy this week's podcast. Today we're talking about building a relationship with God, to have a strong, thriving relationship with, with God. And so uh, I titled this message, The Wall That Separates Us. We're going to discover one of the walls in our life that can actually separate us from, from having a relationship with God. We have God the Father who is, is our Father. We can actually turn to Him. And then we have Jesus the Son who is our Savior, who came from heaven to earth and He died on a cross for our sins and He, he saved us. And then Jesus releases the Holy Spirit on the earth. And so this relationship with God actually happens through being filled with the Holy Spirit. We're not just talking to this person up in the stars and, and God the Father, and we're, we're actually, we have a relationship with God through the Holy Spirit filling us. Jesus released the Holy Spirit and gave us the Holy Spirit in his absence. The Holy Spirit moves throughout the land and comes to our rescue, is, is the one that guides us, that gives us uh, enough strength to fight off the battles that we fight. Holy Spirit is the one that gives us comfort and peace. And so we truly can have a beautiful relationship with God through the Holy Spirit, through God the Holy Spirit. And so we're going to be talking about that today, talking about the Holy Spirit, where, where does the Holy Spirit come from? How do we receive the Holy Spirit? This is what these messages are going to be based on. But today, I want to talk about the wall that can separate us from the Holy Spirit. The wall that we can actually build, the, the bricks that we can stack on top of each other that can actually separate us from receiving the Holy Spirit and living out this beautiful relationship that God has for us. What walls separate us? We're going to be looking at John 20, 19. John 20, 19. If you guys want to turn there in your Bible, it's going to be up here on the screen also. John 20, 19. I'm going to go ahead and pray, and then we'll jump right into this, this passage. There's so much that the Lord wants to speak to us about this today. I'm so excited that you guys showed up this morning. I, I truly am. <laughs> I know it's early, but I'm telling you, man, it's going to be so worth it. Let's just go ahead and pray. So Holy Spirit, we just invite you right now. Your kingdom come, your will be done. We want to receive everything that you have for us today. And so Lord, I just pray that you would just remove distractions from our life, Lord. Could we be a people that just like want to dive in, would spend 20, 30 minutes together in worship and, and just to learn from you, God? So I just pray for everything else that's going on in our life, that it would just be silenced right now in Jesus' name. We just want to tune in to you, God. Lord, I want to hear what it is that you have to say. So Lord, I get completely out of your way this morning. Completely out of your way. Just have your way, Holy Spirit. Move. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. I was just reminded in, in prayer, I've been spending the first 
hour of my day at the church here, it turns into a half hour to sometimes an hour, sometimes longer. Just spending here, spending time here just praying before I jump into all the administrative stuff that you got to do as a pastor. And the other day, I'm just sitting at this table out here in our cafe and just worshiping God. And my heart just broke for people. I sat there and just weeped as I saw so many people going up and down the street with just lack of joy and lack of peace, yelling, frustrated, yelling at their phone. Have you ever seen that where you hold your phone out here and you're talking to somebody and just screaming? My heart just broke and what the Lord is just showing me is, man, if he could only have a relationship with them. No, that's what God wants, is he wants a relationship with us. So let's dive into John 20, 19. We can, any questions that you have, like throughout the service and stuff, we'll answer those at the end. Just come and approach me. I love the talk. Right now, we're just gonna run through the message and then uh, we'll, we'll talk about stuff later on. So John 20, 19, on the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for the fear of Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Peace be with you. So Jesus comes to his disciples after he's died on the cross. He was buried in a tomb for three days. And he comes back to life and he says, peace be with you. Jesus comes to them in the middle of their fear, right? It says that the doors are locked. Because why? Because they're fearful of the Jewish leaders. They just saw what happened to Jesus. And so there's a lot of fear involved in this. They're super quiet because they don't want anybody to know that they're meeting. But Jesus actually walks through the wall and says, peace be with you. And it's, I just love that. I love that, you know, Jesus is in this new body because he's, he's died on the cross. He was raised from the dead. And so he has this heavenly form that, that will actually receive Jesus' body where walls don't really, it's kind of like the matrix where walls don't really mean much to you and you can walk through walls. And, and so Jesus is in this new body, walks through the wall and he says, peace be with you. Not only peace, because I just walked through the wall and that was crazy, right? (laughs) But peace be with you because you're fearful of the Jewish leaders right now. Peace be with you. I have have this. I'm I'm here to help, guys. Peace be with you. As, as, As we go through life, Jesus comes to us in the middle of our locked doors and says, peace be with you. I have your finances. Don't worry about it. Peace be with you. I got I got this relationship taken care of. Peace be with you. There's nothing that can separate you from me. Jesus will walk through walls to come to us in the middle of our storms. Peace be with you. So it says that the disciples were really afraid. There's, a, there's no drums allowed at this worship service. And so they had to be really quiet <laughs> And then in verse 20, it says, after he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side, and the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. So their fear goes from from fearful to joyful. 
You see the transition here is believing in Jesus is a big part of receiving the Holy Spirit. You know, when we actually put our trust in Jesus Christ, we can actually move from fearful to joyful in our life. You're not alone. Like God's got this. He's got you taken care of. He he will take care of you. And so Jesus shows them his hands and his side where the nail pierce hands that represent what he did for them on the cross. He shows them his hands. And then their fear turns from fear to joy. And that's the thing with believing in Jesus Christ is as we believe in him, our fears turn to joy. And again, he says to them, peace be with you as the father has sent me, I am sending you. And I kind of see this, this passage as, you know, Jesus has spent the last three and a half years with the disciples. And so like, it's that project car that you've been working on in the garage all winter long and you're ready to like fire her up. And so he says, you know, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. So, hey, the last three and a half years that I spent with you guys, I've been training you up. I've been getting you ready to go out and do the stuff, this amazing thing that you've seen me do, this ministry, this healing of people, the praying for the sick and and praying for people and going from town to town and doing this. I'm inviting you to do that. And so here's what I'm going to do. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. But watch what he does before he releases them. But he noticed, notice what he does here. It says, and with that he breathed on them and he said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. Let's look at Genesis 2, 4 through 7. If you got your Bibles, Genesis 2, 4 through 7 is right at the very, very beginning of the book. It's not going to be up here on the screen. I'm going to go ahead and read it. It says this. It says, this is the account of the heavens and the earth and when they were created. When the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Now no shrub had yet appeared on the earth and no plant has sprung up for the Lord God had not sent his rain on the earth and there was no one to work the ground. But streams came up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. And then check this out. Look what happens in verse 7. As God's creating all the heavens and the earth, he he goes into verse 7, it says this, it says, the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. So God forms man out of the ground, out of dirt, and then breathes into him. And now look at what Jesus is doing here in verse 22 what we just read, and it says, and that that he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. So God forms man, he breathes into them the breath of life, and then Jesus takes the 12 disciples, works with them, trains them, teaches them, and then breathes into them the new breath of life, which is receiving the Holy Spirit. Isn't that cool stuff? The, the other part of this, though, for, I don't know about you guys, but I have to ask the question, why didn't Jesus just breathe the Holy Spirit on them three and a half years ago when he called them from their jobs? You know, think about all the things that the disciples could have done instead of standing around watching Jesus do a lot of this stuff. 
If they were filled with the Holy Spirit three and a half years ago when he calls Peter from the boat and says, hey, come follow me. When he comes, calls Matthew, the tax collector, hey, come follow me. And they leave their jobs immediately and go and follow Jesus. Why doesn't Jesus just take them aside and go, hey, guys, come here. All right, cool. <laughs> you all received the Holy Spirit. We're good to go. You've been breathed on. You have the new breath of life. Here we go. We're good to go. And think of the ministry that could have been done with the 12 disciples along with Jesus' ride. So the Jesus is doing ministry from town to town. The disciples are more or less like learning. Now, they started applying a lot of this stuff, definitely. But man, if they would have had the Holy Spirit, think of how many more thousands of people could have been touched. So why didn't Jesus breathe on them, the Holy Spirit, when he called them? The reason is, is because he hadn't died on a cross yet. The reason is, is he hadn't paid for all of our sins yet. He didn't have the nail-pierced hands yet. Jesus is able to release the Holy Spirit into their life and breathe the Holy Spirit into them because he died on a cross for their sins. Before that, the Holy Spirit would rest on people. You see it in the Old Testament. The Holy Spirit would rest on people for a season. But more or less, the Holy Spirit, God was confined to a building in a temple where there is a veil behind it, and you had to do all these rituals to go and see the Holy Spirit, to be in the Holy Spirit's presence. But now that Jesus has died on the cross, the disciples have become a place for God to rest where we're actually filled with the Holy Spirit. Our, our lives are filled with the Holy Spirit. We are the temple of God. Not because of something awesome that we've done and something special that you did, just because God died on the cross and his grace is enough to cover all of our sins. So Jesus couldn't breathe the Holy Spirit on them three and a half years ago, but after he's died on the cross and he comes into the room, he says, peace be with you, receive the Holy Spirit. And here's why, because I died on the cross and I was raised from the dead. I defeated death. And so now you're ready for the Holy Spirit. Now you're ready for the Holy Spirit. No longer sinners, we are people that are saved by grace. We're no longer filthy rags. And we are beautiful in God's sight. It's a whole new identity. And so Jesus breathes this brand new breath of life and starts off a brand new covenant with the disciples. You are ready for the Holy Spirit. And what that makes us in this room today is ready for the Holy Spirit. So what are some walls that we can build up that kind of separate us from from the Holy Spirit this morning, from receiving the Holy Spirit, to have this relationship with God where, where God resides in us. What are some walls that we can separate, that can separate us, that we can build? I would say one of them is definitely sin. Sin can definitely try to separate you from a relationship with God. Can I get an Amen. If you've ever walked through shame and guilt, sin can definitely try to separate you from a relationship with God. Your life is just so full of shame and so full of like the mistakes that you made and it just weighs on you all day long. And what it does is it takes us away from this beautiful relationship with God. Sin. Your past, 
some big mistakes you've made in the past, the sins that we made yesterday. Our sin can, in, can definitely try to separate us from receiving the Holy Spirit. But here's, here's one thing, guys, that I want to say is that sin, because of the cross, Jesus broke through the wall of sin once and for all. All your sins. I don't just mean the, like, the ones that you look at a little bit, like those are pretty harsh, but all of your sins, Jesus crashed through that wall when he died on the cross for you. We are completely covered in grace. So sin may try really hard, and it does. I, I'm, I, I went through my entire life thinking that I had to live completely, completely perfect lifestyle to actually receive Jesus. And so I remember at the age of like 16 saying, if I can't be 100% Jesus, then I'm going to be 100% the other. <laughs> and I was. <laughs> this, is the, this is the type of like, that, that's how I roll is I'm all in if I'm all in. And so once I came back to Jesus, man, sin just constantly would try to hit me at all times of the mistakes that I did. But I'm telling you this morning, sin cannot separate you from the love of God. It can't separate you from a beautiful relationship with God. You know, we sin, we screw up, and in time we sin less, right? We're not sinless, we sin less and less and less because it hurts our relationship. But sin does not separate you from a relationship with God this morning. All your sins are covered in the blood of Jesus Christ. Every sin, Jesus crashed through that wall on the cross once and for all. And so you can receive forgiveness from Jesus. So I would say sin definitely tries to build walls to separate us from God. I think another one that even as you see in this passage is fear. Fear definitely tries to build walls. Man, sometimes we don't even want to hear what God has to say because we're fearful of what he's going to call us to. <laughs> my ears are plugged. Don't you see I have my iPod or iPod? I have my iPod in my ears. That doesn't make sense. AirPod. All right. AirPods. Fear definitely tries to separate us from the love of God. It definitely tries to separate us from the relationship with God. Fear that we're not good enough. Fear that we don't measure up. Fear that we can't trust them. How many of you know like a relationship with God comes with a lot of trusting God too? So fear definitely wants to play a part in that and it wants to help us build walls and we can build gigantic walls. I've seen it over the years. So many huge walls of fear. Even fear of the church. Fear of trusting people again wants to separate us and, and we can build these beautiful big houses out of fear and then we look around from room to room and we call out from room to room and there's nobody there it's just us fear can definitely try to separate us from the love of God but Jesus accomplished fear he smashed fear he smashed through the walls of fear he came and he came to the disciples, what? Through the wall, even in the locked door. There's nothing that fear that can separate you from God. 
Jesus even defeated as far as the fear of death, which is what? The number one fear that most people have besides public speaking? (laughs) The fear of death. And Jesus crushed through that. So we have nothing to be afraid of anymore, guys. We don't. We don't have to live life with fear because it wants to separate you from this relationship with God and trusting him and trusting him with every aspect of our life. Trusting Him with our relationships, with our finances, with our family, with our friends, with our work. Fear wants to try to separate us. But Jesus defeated all of our fears on the cross once and for all. We have nothing to be afraid of. So we had sin. We definitely try to build walls out of sin. And then we have fear. Definitely try to build walls out of fear. And I want to say that Jesus crushed through both of those. Isn't that amazing news? That we can have a relationship with God and nothing can get in the way of it. No sin in our life and no fears in our life, they can't get in the way of our relationship with God this morning. But I do think that there is one wall that we try really hard to build and we spend a lot of time on it. We spend a lot of time on this wall building it. And I think for the most part, I haven't met a person in, this, in, in my life personally, including myself, that doesn't struggle with not trying to build brick walls of this last thing. Jesus says to them, receive the Holy Spirit. He comes to the disciples in the middle of their fear, says, receive the Holy Spirit. You are able to receive the Holy Spirit. I want to rest inside of you. God wants to rest inside of you so you can receive this now. I died on the cross, so you're ready to go. And then he says one last thing to them. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Guys, look, I got the Holy Spirit. You're ready to go. Like I've been investing in you. I'm so excited about the Father has sent me. I'm going to send you. Man, God has amazing plans for your life. Here you go. All right, receive the Holy Spirit. You're ready to rock. All right, let's go, let's go. By the way, forgive everyone's sin. Unforgiveness is the biggest wall that can separate us from the love of God. It can separate us from having a beautiful relationship with Jesus It can separate us from receiving the Holy Spirit and actually living out life as spirit-filled. Unforgiveness is the wall. Unforgiveness. Jesus can work with our sins. He can take, take away our sins. He's forgiven us of our sins. He can work with our fears and our anxieties and get through that and and help us along with that, right? Jesus can do these things. Can I get an amen? Does Jesus do that? Does he take away all of our sins? No matter what our sin was, Jesus has taken it away. If we say, God, would you forgive me? He's always faithful to forgive. And then our fears and anxieties, he always always is forgiving us and he's always bringing back. (laughs) I'm gonna go... uh, yeah, our fears and anxieties, he, he just completely takes those away on the cross. But the last thing that God cannot do, 
I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to release what God cannot do, okay? God, we thank you that you are so much bigger than all distractions, like constantly want to just bring distractions. So, Lord, we just invite you to speak to us. We know that this is uh, something that a lot of us in this room could, could hear this morning. And so, Lord, I just invite you to, uh, to speak directly to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. So God can forgive us. God can work with our fears. But the last thing, the one thing that God cannot do is God cannot forgive people for us. <laughs> God cannot forgive people for you. Unforgiveness is the number one wall that wants to separate you from an awesome relationship with God. And man, you know what? That's where my heart was breaking as I was seeing these people walk down the road. Just frustrated, angry, screaming at each other, screaming at their phones. It's unforgiveness. It boils up inside of us, and then all of a sudden we start acting out of it, right? Start living from that. It's the number one wall that separates us. We hold on to grudges of what people have done to us in the past. Jesus says, forgive people, and then I can forgive you. The reason he invites us to forgive people because he wants to forgive us, but he can't forgive people for us. He can't make you forgive. Wouldn't it be great if he could? <laughs> and as I was thinking about this message, I was just thinking, you know what? We live in a society right now that I think that forgiveness is probably amplified by four or five than previous previous uh, generations. I can be offended by scrolling on my phone. How many of you have ever got offended from a Facebook post? Have you, if you haven't, please talk to me after the service and pray for my heart. You know, we can be offended in so many different ways through text. You are on call at all times, ready to be offended. And some of us in this room are holding on to a text message that somebody sent to us years ago that offended us, and we're just holding on to it, and we're building brick after brick after brick, and it's separating us from a beautiful relationship with the Lord. But Jesus has given us the tool to forgive people because we've been forgiven. And that's the tool. We grab a hold of that. I know that I'm forgiven, so it doesn't matter what they did. They can be forgiven today. Because you know what, guys? I've made some big mistakes, and I've had a lot of people that have had to forgive me of some big stuff. So who am I to hold grudges against you? I can't. We got to forgive. We've all screwed up. We've all fallen short. So I just invite you today, this relationship with God, we were going to receive the Holy Spirit. We're talking about receiving the Holy Spirit as we talk about this message over the next four weeks. And it's going to be an amazing, amazing message series. I, I truly believe Holy Spirit's got something awesome for us. But I had to start with this today because we got to start with hearts of forgiveness. 
I don't care what we know. I don't, I don't care how much in depth we get into the Bible. If we're holding on the grudges and stuff, man, it's, it's hindering what God wants to do in our life. It is. It completely puts a cap on what God wants to do in our life. So we got to forgive. We got to smash forgiveness, unforgiveness. I didn't practice this. But I am excited about it. So here's what I want you guys to do. I don't know what's going to happen. This is going to work, right? You think? Can you guys see this brick? Yeah, move back. There you go. (laughs) Can you see this brick? Can everybody see this brick in the room? Okay, here's what I'm inviting you to do because I really felt like this is going to be a moment. I'm just going to pray for us to receive the Holy Spirit. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to invite God to work on our heart, to search our heart. And let's forgive anybody we're holding grudges against today. Just, Just let it go, man. Release it. And then I'm going to smash this brick. (laughs) (laughs) So God, we just invite you. Come, Holy Spirit. Come. Come in power. Search our hearts, Lord, for anything that is in our life that even, man, even as we talk about forgiveness, it's literally something we can talk about weekly. But even as we talk about that, Lord, anybody that we're, we're holding on to unforgiveness of what they've done to us in the past, we choose in this moment right here, right now, to not build that wall. Just completely forgive forgive them right now. Yeah, just pray for unity in this church too. Even even as we do life together and we're always around each other, God, you know, uh, there's always a fence that can come into play. And so Lord, we just choose to forgive anybody in the church, anybody at our workplace, anybody that's worked for us. Anybody that's slandered our name, anybody that's, that's done us wrong, any relationship that we put so much trust and hope, and then they come and they hurt it and they, they break it off. Lord, would you give us the strength to forgive? Forgive. We just forgive right now. In Jesus' name, choose to forgive. Thanks again for taking time to listen. For more information or to contact us, please visit our website at cityqc.com.